Hi, I'm Carly D. Tillery, and welcome to The Chair Chronicles. I'm your life coach and your favorite auntie. You know, that aunt that is so not afraid to tell you the truth and help you see things just a little clearer, and you love her advice. Well, as a certified life coach with over two decades of experience, I'm very passionate about helping you find your happiness. So pull up a chair and let's have a talk. Welcome to the Chair Chronicles. I'm so excited because we are doing a very important special yes. LA. Yes. We have in the studio Mr. Kevin Hardy. Yes, welcome, <laughs> welcome. He is yes. a dear friend of both of ours and yes. we're so excited that he's going to join us today on this yes. episode. And we're gonna be talking about literacy rates yes. uh, among black males particularly. Yes. Good. And it's it's important because even with the COVID crisis, we've seen a lot of different reports coming out talking about the potential gap mm -hmm. that our young students are going to have now as a result of having to learn virtually mm -hmm. and some of them not having the necessary equipment and just really being off kilter because it's not a traditional in-person right. setting. Right. Right. So, Kevin, you're also a social studies teacher, right? Correct. Yes. And I'm you're rare. I already know that because I didn't grow up having a lot of black teachers. Did you? No. No. Yeah. I could count them on one hand. What about you? Did you have any black male teachers? I believe I didn't have anyone until college. Till college. Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big gap. Big. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Big. So 12 years of learning. 12 years of learning. And so what made you decide to become a teacher? How did that become a part of your passion that you're doing this? I think it was during college because I, I tried a, a few different things because the rumor was that if you wanted to go into teaching, there would be no financial stability. Mm. Teachers don't get paid. Uh, they're overworked. So please, they were discouraging people, especially males. If you were going to take care of, of a, a family, family right. you could right. not be a teacher. So I think trying my hand at business and, and wanting to do that and just finding that that was just not my my niche but in a classroom i found myself naturally just uh teaching and, and just trying to share information so once i embraced that i knew i was home wow i knew that's i was good. home that's, that's good wrong. despite yeah. what you were hearing about the negative impacts of teaching Absolutely. the income right. Uh, you know all of that but one thing i thought was good they always had the summers off yeah. i wish I, now that was a good deal for me so both of my parents are teachers and so just knowing again watching mm -hmm. them and having that opportunity for mm -hmm. them to be off the whole summer and they're spending time with us and we're taking mm -hmm. vacations i mean that was the, like the the i think that's the most interesting draw about being a teacher <laughs> right the summers off lots of well, I'm sure your parents would would want you to mention that after their whole 180 days, you need those two months <laughs> off to recover. If you're going to go back and right. uh, teach somebody's child in September, you need to you mentally need debrief. Off. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. can still Well, my parents, my mom actually started a, a homeschool program during the summer. Wow. You know, she really wanted us. Okay. on the cutting edge and, and like on top of it when we went back to school. And I know that at least um, maybe most, I'm not quite sure about other states, but at least in Connecticut during the summer, there were right. always was a summer reading program. program. Yes. And that was the hardest. And I have mm -hmm. two sons. That was the hardest thing yes. to get them to do was to mm -hmm. read. Wow. So do you have a love for reading? I have it more as an adult. 
Mm. And, and I, I tell this story, and uh, hopefully you will not share this with my mother because I, <laughs> I may get in trouble. Don't but, listen, Mom. <laughs> but usually when you would be going outside and you, you had some fun and you were playing outside, riding your bike, either playing sports or playing tag, whatever you were doing, if you did something wrong, they would say, you have to stay in and read. Mm, Th right. That was Probably a lot of what uh, African-American parents would say, well, you're going to have to read a book almost as if it was a punishment mm, instead right. of a pass time or a reward so i i don't know that that was in every household but i do know that that was predominant if you had to read it was seen more as a punishment often mm. than uh something that you would think of as fun they would want you to know how and to do it but i just remember those conversations wow yeah i i don't think i had that rule i wish <laughs> oh, i did now but I want to read this statistic. It comes from the National Assessment of Educational Progress. Um, this is a 2017 report, but it says that it found that just 18% of black eighth graders reach reading proficiency. And I thought that that was a mm -hmm. staggering statistic. Mm -hmm. It also said in 2015, it found that only 17%, 17 of mm -hmm. black 12th graders were proficient mm -hmm. at reading. Mm -hmm. Wow. That to me is mm -hmm. a, an extremely low number. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is a national study. So they're looking at educational systems all across the country. Right. And for our black students to be under 20% proficiency mm -hmm. in reading yeah. mm -hmm. is absolutely staggering. Right. And sad because it's consistent across states that, that uh -huh. this is something that is, is consistent for us. But what I found, I think in the early grades when, uh, the black males would really be captured and really be open sponges. There is not a lot of uh, books that are catered to their interests. That's right. And right. reading is often built through interest. If right, you can right. capture interest, then you can you can build on it. And I think uh, on the entrepreneur side, people know that because that's why you see the different series from the same author because right. mm -hmm. they know right. if they can catch you mm -hmm. that you're going to go to buy the next one. But a lot of teachers are not concerned often or as concerned as they should be to provide a diverse uh, library for right. students to read. It's just like, we want you to read this and this only. Right. And if you are interested in that, they will perceive that as uh, defiant or, mm -hmm. and not push you to read what you can read. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, at least my experience with my sons and their friends was that they didn't find books that were interesting. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the huge kind mm -hmm. of like turnoffs. Right. And so one of the teachers really strongly encouraged my, my youngest son in particular mm -hmm. to, he loves sports. So right. find those right. books that dealt with sports right. or right. athletes right. that mm -hmm. have like this strong kind of historical knowledge about how they have overcome so many different yes. challenges. Mm -hmm. And those types of books became very interesting to him. But it was very difficult in the early ages to get him to read. Um, he, he struggled a little bit mm -hmm. and we put him in additional kind of support mm -hmm. after school mm -hmm. to make sure that he could get the reading that he needed to practice. Because right. sometimes when they call you out in front of the teacher and you front of the classroom, right. Right. you miss a word, oh. kids clown on you yes. like crazy. Oh, yes. yeah. oh yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, it's difficult for kids to kind of read out loud, right. particularly if you're not a strong reader. Mm -hmm. uh, right. If your parents are not reading to you. I mean, that was something that right. we did all the time. Right. We read before mm -hmm. they would go to bed. Mm -hmm. And we tried to make reading a part of our lifestyle, but right. it was a challenge. Right. It really well, my was. nephew, with my nephew, I raised him, um, and that's what 
I did to get him involved with reading at a younger age. He loves sports, all type of sports. So I really found books mm-hmm. that geared towards his, you know, his interests. And then, you know, with the newspaper, I would say, sit down and read the newspaper, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think How it they really... Go? They read the newspaper? <laughs> he actually read the newspaper. And so now, you like, good. he is like, oh, you ask him what's the current event, he can tell you. And he's on it. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. yeah. You know, and it was, it was definitely the driving force. And even in the summertime, I was like, okay, you have to pick five books. That you're going to read. And we would mm. go to the library. He had a library card. And he was really mm-hmm. excited about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I found, like you said, if you capture them at, at a younger yes. age and get them used to reading right. and just having that, that quiet time where you sat and you read. And I loved to read. Mm-hmm. I loved to read. I've mm-hmm. always wanted this humongous library, you know, in my study and all of that. That didn't happen. I actually threw books away, get books away. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think if, if you continue to drive that, and that's the sad part because not everyone has that opportunity where there's someone that's driving that and right. encouraging that, you know. Um, but but even now, he's still, you know, he's broadened his horizons as far as authors and, and really seeking mm. out those books um, by a lot of black men. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I think for me, one of my sons, and, and after talking with him through school, it was an inspiring teacher that got mm-hmm. him to read more. And mm-hmm. it was a male teacher. Yes. Nice. It was a male teacher, and I think that that's what we definitely need more of. You know, we need more teachers, period, Mm -hmm. because I I know they're, you know, the information you got about everything that will discourage you still to the point where they were actually pushing full scholarships, you know, to get Mm -hmm. teachers to, to, you know, incentives, right, for for people to become teachers. It's tough. And, and I think you brought up a good point, both of you, that some things just by the role model, some things are taught, some things are caught. And just by uh, seeing a black male uh, who is intelligent, who is relatable, who will uh, carry books, who will, who will uh, seek to find those interesting places and to relate really can open up the mind of a young black child in a, right. in a different yeah. way. Uh, then they might not be able to before. But just by seeing them, in a lot of ways, they see themselves. Yes, yes, that's good. And so whatever we can do to kind of encourage that next generation Mm -hmm. and the generation after that to become teachers, I think we should. I mean, you know, there's always this push, even nationally for the salaries and Mm -hmm. and for protection of teachers and all of that. But I do think we as a community have an obligation To kind of encourage our grandchildren and those children to read one and then to also consider it as a profession. Right. Absolutely. It used to be very honorable. And so and and I I don't know (laughs) as much if it's considered as honorable. Well, but, it is now because of COVID. Because yeah. all these Absolutely. parents are going crazy. Yes. They're like, I don't know how Absolutely. you teachers have done this. How did you, you do it? You take right. care of my child eight hours a day and I can't Absolutely. do it. Right, right. We are exactly. essential now. That You're they essential, say. that's right. But hopefully it will not be short-term memory Absolutely. loss once we get right. back to right. more normal more conditions. Normal right. conditions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know at one time in Connecticut, there was a big push for uh, black male teachers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I don't know, you know what happened with recruiting efforts, but I know that there were a lot mm-hmm. of there was a lot of information out there and i found that some of the uh men that i knew that wanted to go into teaching they were leaving connecticut yes they were going, going in, they were going to other right. places mm-hmm. that had a higher salary you know better districts um you know more resources you know so i kind of wonder if it's if it's mm-hmm. more than just that it's it's more than just not having the interest i, I believe that you know economics is mm-hmm. also a waiting part of it as well right yeah and that and combined with the national budgets for education yes. mm-hmm. and teachers mm-hmm. having to come out of their pocket mm. for school supplies and right. for mm-hmm. helping their students is have you experienced any of that 
uh, early on, especially I, I was uh, buying so many supplies out of my own pocket. But it was more for enrichment. So I need okay. to say that. So, okay. so there were some uh, some things that were provided. But to give them the quality of lessons that I wanted, it took some enrichment, whether mm -hmm. we were going to be creating our own uh, board games. This is before computer or creating okay. our own uh settings for uh, historical backdrops to do different mm -hmm. things. I wanted to create something for them that they would get if they were paying for the education. Wow. That's so great. that that's was good. important mm -hmm. to, to sow that seed mm -hmm. and, to, right. and to make sure into their minds. And, right. and when I run into former, those are the things that they remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm those deposits yeah, that uh, that make a difference. Right. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and again, I, I wish there were more teachers. I wish I yeah. had experience, you know, more black teachers mm -hmm. and even black male teachers right, right. Um, as well. I did have a few black female teachers. Mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. one right. that I can recall. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's, it's not a lot of them um, out there. And, and even more so now, particularly in certain regions Absolutely. where you have a low mm -hmm. minority rate to start with, right. then it's even harder in the school system for mm -hmm. our our kind of our kids to find teachers that look like them, that can I relate agree. to them, that mm -hmm. understand their language and understand what they're dealing with mm -hmm. so that they can help them really in the academic setting. Right. Another small point, but I think it's important is it depends on to who's recruiting you. So if you're looking for, you know, more black male teachers, you really want to have a black male often to try to recruit mm, right. because you can sort of address some of the uh, questions or concerns they may be having about that district just as being a black man and what it means to be a black man right. and a black male right. teacher in that particular system. So sometimes if you're sending someone else, you may not uh, be able to really seize the moment like you would want to because yes. they, they really want to they have some different questions and some different concerns mm. that you can be a little bit more proactive in right. settling some things and reassuring them. And then also knowing that they have a support because it could be extremely lonely when mm -hmm. you're one right. of mm. 50 staff or right. one right. Of, right. of 70 staff and, and just that someone will be there to support them and want to make sure that they're doing well right. is important. Right. right, that's good. So how many, are, are you one of few at your school or in your district? Do you have a sense of how many other black male teachers there are? I have uh, been in my one district, thankfully, for about 29 years. Wow. And with that uh, time period, there's been times that I was the only one. Mm. And wow. there's been times that I've been one of three or four. Mm. Uh, currently, there are two other black male teachers uh, in my district. But when I uh, came to my school, 29 years ago, there was a black woman who had been there for about 27 years. Mm -hmm. wow. And uh, she had migrated here from North Carolina and she worked with me for a year. And she said, I've been waiting 27 years for you. But for you. Wow. For you. Wow. So now I can, I can go on and retire. And so those words, I never forgot that. Mm -hmm. So she was, mm -hmm. you know, uh, passing the torch to me wow. for right. that particular building. And mm -hmm. so as I said, there's been some years that it's just been me, but I knew it was my calling. I, mm, I, I knew it was great. Uh, mm -hmm. the place that I needed that's to great. be. And mm -hmm. why social studies? 
what attracted you to those subjects? Because, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot of students, they suffer in a lot of different subjects, right? But I don't think I've heard any, any student yeah. say, <laughs> I just love history. Yeah, yeah you, you, <laughs> right, you, you don't right. find many. <laughs> right. and, and that was also a, a, later, a later love, I think, for me, appreciating it. I was always a pretty decent student, but I didn't love history. Mm -hmm. But I think the more that you begin to study it, and if you can uh, present it in a way that it really can be engaging, because if you're just talking about uh, certain uh, dead presidents, no one is going to right. want to right. be engaged in that. But if you can engage them either in interest or something that ties to their cultural background or makeup, mm -hmm. you really can find an aspect of history that engages you. So it, it became more my passion there to make uh, history fun. I, I used to have the students answer my phone. Social studies is great. So so wow. it, it was that subtle uh, brainwashing. That right. subtle, yeah, so right. we didn't say hello. We said social studies is great. Social studies That's is great. Awesome. Social studies so that was your great. salutation. That yes. was my salutation. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So it was. This is why you're such a phenomenal teacher, though. <laughs> exactly. To come up with ideas and right. things like that that will pull engage and, and, yes. and, and engage and connect with them. Right. That's awesome. That's it, great. It, it had to. If I didn't love it, they would have known. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like a child will know if you don't love them, if you're right. not engaged with them. Right. So it, it has been a, a great love and passion to just. Uh, give that part of myself mm -hmm. to motivate the next generation. Wow, yeah. that's great. That's, that's great. Yeah. So what are you working on now? I know you've got some special projects going on. So what are you doing? I am very excited that uh, of this new opportunity because although I do get to engage the youth, this time we're working on a project, a book study for men. Mm -hmm. And this book study is going to center on better manhood. We're going to be delving into a book by Dondre Whitfield called Male Versus Man, where he really looks at what the difference is between being a male mm -hmm. and being a man. And it was a journey that I really wanted to take with a group of men for mentorship's sake, but also as the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And our experiences are different, but at the end of the day, despite what the media tries to project, we are a people that love each other. And we are a people that supports one another. So this is an opportunity for us to come together in our perspective uh, community and really support one another and to destroy the myth that black men do not read or wow. that they yes. only come together for sports or mm -hmm. only come together for money related things, only come together in regards to women or uh, social aspects. And those things are fine, mm -hmm. but we are not one dimensional. So it was mm -hmm. really important for uh, me to stress that and especially it's never too late to grab a hold of the love of reading yes mm. so yeah. even if Great. that was not your experience educationally mm -hmm. to let people know that whether you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 70 etc right. you can still grab a hold to this right, right. so how do people participate in this book club yeah. 
Well, first I have to say for all the men out there that this is a book study. Uh-oh. We're going to save oh. the, uh, the book. Book study. The okay. Book Excuse me. Excuse for, us. For the ladies, we're going to save the, the book. That just seemed a, a tiny bit feminine for me. Okay. So, so okay. we're going to call this a, a book study. A book okay. study. Book yes. study. So, book so study. we want uh, mm-hmm. the men to know that this is totally masculine <laughs> to, to participate in this. No women allowed. Yeah. All right. We, we, will, we will save the book studies for the ladies to continue and if there's any men who are involved in book uh clubs no offense but okay. this <laughs> okay. in itself okay. is okay. a book, a book study. study okay all right so we will we be- appreciate the nomenclature and the distinction <laughs> between a book club, club and, and book a book study, study. thank okay. you I, I, i'm i'm starting something if anybody else wants to uh, yes, continue with the book studies <laughs> i will i'll leave my cash app at the end of this okay. <laughs> but you can get involved in two ways. There's an Eventbrite uh, where you can sign up. You can look for uh, my other wonderful job is that I uh, pastor St. Matthew's Church. Mm-hmm. So if you look for this, it will be uh, done under that, guys. You can look under uh, Pastor Hardy's book study under Eventbrite, or you can call uh, the church, St. Matthew's Church in New Haven, Connecticut. And the number there is 203-777-0472. And, and our administrative assistant would be more than happy to take your name and once we register you and it is free cost all you have to do is get the book wow so it is it is it is and it's done virtually right it's done virtually anyone anywhere anyone anywhere and we will get you the uh, zoom information and it'll be done over the series of five mondays starting november 9th and then uh, ending on December 7th, just from 6 to 7. So I'm not That's trying great. to take mm-hmm. a lot of your time. I know that everybody's busy, but it's an investment we're doing for yourself. And for sometimes as men, we don't take as much time for ourselves to feed ourselves as right. we should. Mm-hmm. But I think if there's one thing this pandemic has taught us is that life is short yes. and that yes. it's okay to have a little time out. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And this is great timing too, because not only because of the purpose and what it is, the outcomes will be but i think also in midst of covid when you can't really get out with a whole bunch of guys and and get on the court or get on the field yeah this is an excellent opportunity as you say to invest in yourself yeah and Mm -hmm. to to start reading and understand the difference between what you say a man and a male male and a male male and a man yes Mm -hmm. wow that sounds really good congratulations on this initiative so remember it's a book study. It's a book study. It's a okay, book study. For all the guys out there, this is a book study. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And this is great. That is open to everyone. Yeah. You can participate. You can, And I'll, I'll make sure the information uh, stays readily available. But this is great. And so what led you to actually kind of taking action on this? Right. I mean, you're a teacher. You know, you, you, you're a pastor. You're working with the community. And what led you to actually taking action on this? I think uh, in light of COVID and again, seeing how fleeting life can be mm-hmm. and, and just being very passionate about this for the men in my church, I realized that God wants everyone to have an opportunity to have this. Mm-hmm. So if I could open it up and uh, through the virtual means, it was there for me. It was right. not something mm-hmm. I had to recreate, but I am extremely passionate about seeing uh, men be the best men that they could be. And 
it really, we used to say it takes a village, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think that we partner with each other to help one another. So this yes. is an opportunity for me as I serve to be blessed. Yeah. That's good. Well, this is great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And I think with that partnership, I'm sure there's going to be so many other things that you Come can tap it, yeah. into yeah. Yeah. because it's, it's not only is it helping the literacy because you're allowing people to dive into a book and read, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So it's going to open up this huge dialogue oh, yeah. among men. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you uh, know men, you know how much we love to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Is that so? (laughs) Joke, joke right there. But I, I think the wonderful thing that I would like to see at the end of this is that the men will be able to to tell me where they are. So mm-hmm. instead of me telling them where they are, mm-hmm. right. they can. each man is gonna take an individual and collective journey as they right. read this book. Right. So it'll, it'll take some time that they can individually reflect on what they need and mm-hmm. get what they need from it. But we also will have something that is extremely powerful we will bring back the power of community and just being mm-hmm, able to community yeah. support. So right. not just commu- because there's such a myth that we tear each other down, we mm-hmm. we bring right. each other down, mm-hmm. but we, we really, again, that's a myth that just has to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so we have the opportunity to hold our brother up as our brother's keeper. Wow. So yeah, that's exciting. one piece. And, and I believe that men are by virtue leaders. Mm-hmm. Right. So we see through so much of society that our lives are uh, dehumanized and not appreciated That's and right, undervalued. Right, right. Yes. Uh, this is also an opportunity to, to let us know and to remind each other that we matter and that not only do we matter, but we're leaders. That's right. right. Yeah. That's in, good. In every That's, avenue we yeah. are God made God given mm. leaders. Wow. Well, I know this is going to be hugely yes, successful. I'm excited for you. I'm I, I'm yeah. so excited yeah. for yes. our, men. our men. Our men. men. Yes. And we 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 talked not too long ago on another episode just about the value of of, mm-hmm. of the black man mm-hmm. and this yeah. is just that continuation yeah. of yeah. that partnership. We have to build yes. each other up. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Right? And we need more visionaries like you. Absolutely. We definitely need that. And I think oh, it's, it's inspiring. Yes. It's, it's, it's inspiring. So, and so glad excited. to have you in the chair yes. here. At the chair. Thank Chronicle. you, ladies. Glad to have yeah. you. Man, I survived. I survived the chair. We weren't too hard on it. I survived the chair. Wonderful. Well, that's great. Because reading is fundamental. Yes, it is. And we want our black community to improve our li- those literacy Oh, rates. yeah. We have to bring It's important up. and it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. So yeah. go find a book. Yes. Get to reading. Find your love and tap into it right now. So after you vote, please join in and log in to Manhood. Mission, message, and motivation. That's it. Join Mr. Kevin Hardy, pastor of St. Matthew's. He's gonna take you on that personal journey. So thank you for tuning in. We hope that you would like, share this podcast, share it with other folks. If you have some comments out there or you want to share your experiences, whether it be with your young children or whether it be about your personal experiences with reading, please share. We would love to hear from you. And as always, thank you for tuning in on The Chair Chronicles. Chronicles.